Oh, right. Uh, um, come in! <laughs> ah, right, you must be, um, Phyllis, Upper Fifth. I'm Mr. Brunswick. The girl's right. You're sweet. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, um... <clears throat> right, uh, so it says here, uh, uh, Phyllis. Uh, no, do, 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 do you think you could sit on the chair rather than on the. Uh, and could you not touch her? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it says here that your preferred occupation. Now, stop that! Um, uh, would be um, something in the serious fraud line. Or. Archaeology. Now, as your new careers master, obviously I'm going to urge the archaeology. Oh, oh, Professor Hinge, thank goodness. Oh, Phyllis, I thought you might be here. Give it all back, Phyllis. Oh, squeaky, must I? Oh, all right. Well, that's my pen. I don't understand. That's my Sir Christopher. Oh, you my wallet, my lucky rabbit's foot. What? Oh, flaming egg, that's the dressing of my latest flesh wound. The Casebook of Inspector Steen by Lynn Crutz. Episode 4 The Uses of Literacy. In Brighton. Everyone knows the famous girls' school, Lady Laris Laradai, with its big old neo-Gothic building right on the seafront to the east of the town. Not to mention its electrified fence and dog patrols. The rumours that go around. Sunbaths in the nude. Swimming in the nude. Hockey in the nude. Orange juice. It's one of those cranky progressive schools, you see. Parents pay a flaming fortune to send their daughters there. Skin to, to listeners to the home service, of course, its founder and headmaster, Erasmus Hinge, is almost as famous as our own dear Inspector Steen. Whenever the subject of teenage discipline comes up on the wireless, and it's been coming up a lot recently, Professor Erasmus Hinge will be on the panel putting everyone right. Now there I would agree. <laughs> well, I would expect you to. When I say everyone knew about Lady Laris Laradai, it turns out there was one person who didn't know very much about it. Oh, um, uh, Inspector Steen, hello? Hello? Inspector Steen? Yes? Oh, thank heavens I got straight through to you. To you, Inspector Steen, sitting at your own desk. Well, you must have dialed the right number, I expect. Yes, I must. It is easily done. Yes. Um, who is this, please? You don't know me, Inspector, and it's probably best for you if you never do. Are you sure? I mean, you sound very familiar, my dear. The sound of your voice is making all the, all the hairs stand up on the back of my neck. And, and forgive me for mentioning it, but uh, something else is... Uh, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. What's happening, Inspector? Oh, good heavens. Oh, and, uh, sorry, blood's just started pouring out of my nose. Excuse me, I'm, I'm so sorry about this. Oh, where did I put it? Oh, what a mess. Where, why can you never find a hand? Oh, oh, there we are. Oh, I do apologise, madam, but oh, that was unbelievably unpleasant. Yes, I may not have much time. Yeah, go ahead. I'm telephoning from Lady Laris Laridae, Inspector, at considerable risk. Oh. There's something you ought to know. Mm. Something you must do. Yeah. Um, sorry, you're calling from where? I'd, I'd better make a note. From Lady Laris Laridae. Um, any chance you could spell that? Oh, I don't have much time, Inspector. You must send an undercover officer to this school at once. Oh, of course. Yes, it's a school. Listen very carefully. Uh, very well, yes. Next 
week, a very eminent old girl is visiting Lady L to open a new science block. Right. That old girl is one of the biggest villains the southeast of England has ever known, Inspector. A woman villain, madam? <laughs> Are you mad? I assure you I'm not, Inspector. This particular woman villain almost never appears except in cunning disguise. Oh. Her name when she attended Lady L in the 1920s was Palmyra Fitzherbert. Palmyra Fitzherbert. But Palmyra... But of course I have no idea what she calls herself today. Now, here is my proposal. Okay. If you can get one of your men into the school, posing, for example, as a careers master, mm -hmm. you will be able to bag one of the greatest criminal minds of the 20th century. Oh. Now, can you think of anyone under your command suitable for such a dangerous undercover operation? Well, not really, no. no. Well, I certainly wouldn't do it myself for all the tea in China. No, you would need to be brave. Loyal, honest, oh. with a real aversion to villains and villainy. Um, sorry. Oh, hold on, excuse me. Come in. Ah, Brunswick. Oh, sorry, sir, I'll come back. <laughs> Honestly, that man is so absurdly keen. Uh, no, madam, sorry, where were we? Trying to think of somebody brave, loyal, absurdly keen, perhaps. Um, and so on. No. Tall, blue eyes, um, competent. Knowledgeable of the law, often wounded in the line of duty. Name begins with a B. Um, B, B. Well, there is Brunswick, I suppose. <laughs> oh, Inspector Steen, how clever you are. Oh. No one else would ever have thought of Sergeant Brunswick. Uh -huh. But there is one more thing. Uh, look, look, who's in charge here? That's what I'd like to know. Your Sergeant Brunswick must tell no one at the station of this mission. No one. Not even the station char lady. Is that understood? Look, madam, I'm... I said, is that understood? Yes. How's the bleeding? Um... Uh, I think it stopped. Oh. That's good. Oh, no. Oh, no, it started again. It started uh. again. Oh, help! So no one knows where Sergeant Brunswick has gone? That's most irregular, surely, Mrs. Grimes. It is, dear, and I'll tell you what else. Do you know what I found in the inspector's waste paper basket this morning? This. Palmyra Fitzherbert. Palmyra? What an extraordinary name. Imagine calling that out in the evening. Palmyra, come in here, your tea's getting cold. <laughs> do, do you think the inspector was trying to come up with the unlikeliest name in the world, Mrs G? It's my name, dear. And it's very, very lovely. And this is absolutely super cup of tea. <laughs> <sighs> this new arrangement isn't too difficult, is it, Mrs G? Oh, what new arrangement's that, then? Oh, you know, you back to running all the crime in Brighton, and me back to being powerless to stop you. Well, I have to say, it's an arrangement that suits me right down to the ground, dear. Oh, stand by your beds, achtung, rouse, rouse, make mine a key, aura, dear, the inspector's coming. Morning, sir. Now, look, Twitten, I expect I'll live to regret this, but I need to pick your brains. Gosh, sir. You see, you're a typical young person, aren't you? Red-blooded and so forth? Uh, yes, sir, very much so. Why do you ask, sir? Well, it's for my broadcast. People keep telling me I ought to address the subject of juvenile delinquency. Rock around the clock, rebels without a cause, teenagers lounging about in mook bars and so on. It's all, our youth seems to have no direction, no purpose, they're all armed and dangerous, and so forth. Now, you don't feel seething and purposeless, do you, Twitten? No, sir, I never have. My father... They're tearing the seats up at the cinemas, they're running wild. <laughs> have you ever torn up a cinema seat, Twitten? Never, sir. You see, my father... Good lad, good lad, that's all I needed to know. Capitating. Oh, thank Thank you. I could do some research for you, sir, if that would help. Research, Tritton? Well, you know, I, I don't seem to have much to do at the moment. 
Not now that a monolithic criminal regime has reasserted its evil grip on the entire town so that anything we do is pointless. Oh, I'll get him, dear. Him and his evil grip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tell you what, sir. I could go and see Rock Around the Clock on your behalf. That way you could have some real empirical evidence as opposed to the merely anecdotal that you so often rely on for your journalistic simplification, sir. Yes, all right. Very good, sir. But you always have to push it, don't you, Twitten? You always have to push it. Um, knock, knock, sir. <laughs> Dr. Hinge? Ah, you know, come in, come in. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would have knocked properly, sir, but... The... I, I, yes, I, I know. <laughs> no door. <laughs> the girls, you see. <laughs> oh, dear me, yes, the girls. <laughs> oh, have a seat. <laughs> oh, at least they didn't take that. Yes. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's an honour to meet you, sir. I've mm-hmm. heard you many times on the wireless. Your revolutionary attitudes to education <laughs> have yes, been... Yes, 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 yes. heard it all before, of course. Yes, yes but good of you to say it. Yes, yes, you say it if you must. Now, you'll forgive me if I don't take too much of a deep personal interest in you, Mr... Uh, Mr... Brunswick. Uh, Brunswick? Yes. I'm afraid the girls can be quite hard on careers, masters. You'll be the fifth this term. Don't play cards with them. That should help. I'm not breaking any confidences if I tell you that many of them spend summer months on Mississippi steamboats. Oh, right. Ah, Mrs. Vine. (laughs) Mrs. Vine! Mrs. Adelaide Vine is my deputy head, Mr. Brunswick. The girls call her Adder, of course. (laughs) Do you know each other? In a manner of speaking, Mm. Squeaky, I once shot Mr. Brunswick and... Left him for dead. Good heavens. (laughs) You girls. Anyone for spinach juice? Oh, Mrs. Vine. The woman who deliberately broke the art of Inspector Steen using all her womanly wiles. She who used borrowed kittens as a means of entrapment. She who pretended her fish and chip business was being sabotaged just so that she could exploit our primitive male protective instincts. And now she had deliberately brought me to the school. She wanted to expose to the police the woman who had donated this expensive new science block. I waited till the dead of night, and then when all was quiet, I went to see what all the fuss was about. One. I tiptoed in. Two. And pulled three. All the blinds. Four. Oh. Now. Ah! Come to see what all the fuss. Is about, Sergeant? You! Here! Oh, Sergeant, you are funny. Tell me what you thought you might find here. Have you been watching those silly St. Trinian's films? Well, yes. So you're expecting a gin still, I suppose, and an explosives factory and possibly an electric computer devoted to calculating betting systems for the racetrack? Well, yes. Then welcome to the real St. Trinian, Sergeant. The Lady L girls prefer vodka, but that's about the only difference. I can't wait to see your face tomorrow when you see just whose earnings have made all this possible. I was looking at the school photographs in the corridor, Mrs. Vine. I thought I saw you there. Yes, I'm an old girl too. I called myself Marina Montpelier in those days. My best friend was Palmyra Fitzherbert. Monty and Fitz was how we were known. (laughs) We were inseparable, Sergeant. Monty and Fitz. And how long is it since you saw Monty? I was Monty. Oh, sorry. How long is it since you saw Fitz? About a year. (laughs) She didn't recognise me. 
My own school was the London Road Technical Academy for promising street urchins. So really, how fascinating. It was, well, it was more conventional in educational terms than this. Yeah. Oh dear, I seem to have switched off the light, Sergeant. You see how you can inflame a woman with your talk of a dull, conventional schooling in the London Road? Why did you get me here, Mrs Vine? Mrs Vine? Where are you? I couldn't stop thinking about you. You're lying, Mrs Vine. That's not true. You never even got in touch to find out if my wound had got better. And it never has, actually. Thank you for asking. But I have a woman's heart, Sergeant. A woman's drives. I had to see you again. And I'd observed you. I'd started to think, what would make him love me? (laughs) And the answer came, leading him to a notorious villainess. You're using me, that's all. I know it. The way you use the inspector. Mrs. Vine? Well, if that's what you think. I do. You're perfectly free to leave. Oh. Ah. Oh. And you're also perfectly free to kiss me. <laughs> Morning, Mrs. Goins. Good morning, dear. Cup of tea. Oh, yes, please. That's a nice hairdo, Mrs. G. Is it for something special? Oh, thank you. As it happens, it is for something special. Something very special. (laughs) But you don't want to hear all about my personal little doings now, do you? Well, yes, I do. No, do you don't, because they're none of your business, you see, dear. Now, how was Rock Around the Clock? How was uh, what, Mrs. G? Rock Around the Clock, dear, with Bill Ailey and his Ailey's Comets. Oh, that, yes. Well, it was a very useful anthropological exercise, thank you. I'll report fully to the inspector in due course, although, well, I'm sure he's forgotten, so he won't be very interested. I'm glad it had that useful anthropological dimension for you, dear. I expect you took notes and what all. I did. Because what I heard was that in between a note-taking and appearing through your field glasses at the writing Teddy Boys, you hit someone quite hard with a torn-out armrest. Oh, no. I heard you got so completely caught up in the brawl, dear, that you shouted out... To think I could have been at home at the station house listening to the Bwains Trust instead of experiencing this. And then you biffed someone in the idea. Who told you that? Oh, I've got my spies, dear. Morning, Twitten. Morning, Mrs. Grimes. Don't you worry, dear. Your secret's safe with me. Cup of tea, Inspector. Oh, that would be lovely, Mrs. G. What secret's this, then? Oh, you haven't heard from Brunswick at that blasted girls' school. Oh, my good girls. What school is that, sir? Are you all right, Mrs. G? Oh, yes, dear. I, I'm right as rain, dear. Right as rain. But it was just you saying something about a school, dear. That's what's done it. Well, of course. And, uh, uh, please forget at once that I did so, dear. Oh, dear. The thing is, you see, I'm not supposed to mention it. Oh, aren't you, dear? Uh, not to anybody. And not even to you, Mrs. Groins. Really, dear? <laughs> Cup of tea with a nice bourbon biscuit, dear. Oh, thank you. Yeah, the uh, mysterious tip-off caller from Lady Laris Laradai actually said, <laughs> if you can believe this, don't tell anyone, not even the station char lady. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I'll put some of these on a plate, shall I, dear? Oh, yeah. <laughs> now, when you say mysterious tip-off caller... You don't have to tell us, sir. Yes, you can if he likes. <sighs> there you are, dear. Oh, I'm sure the caller had a perfectly good reason to say whatever he did about keeping the sergeant's mission a complete secret, sir. It might put the sergeant in danger, sir. It was a woman caller, actually. Oh. You don't say, dear. Mm. What's the world coming to? Mm. Women using the phone and everything. Mm. 
What sort of age would you say she was, dear? Sir, I, I think I have something to tell you, sir. What's got into you? I got so caught up in the atmosphere at Rock Around the Clock last night that I got involved in a brawl, sir. A brawl? Hmm? So I think you should stop right now, stop talking about Sergeant Brunswick's secret mission and reprimand me severely, sir, for my professional misconduct. I, I took a girl to a milk bar. My only excuse was that the music was so vital, sir, so raw and alive. It made me feel something I've never, ever felt before. Oh, look, it's not such a big secret. Please, sir, don't. All I know is that there's some major villainess visiting the school later today to open some new science building. Oh, sir. And since this woman never usually appears in her true guise, oh. this is a once-in-a-lifetime chance for Brunswick, <laughs> working undercover as a careers oh. master, <laughs> to identify her. And now, for goodness sake, Twitten, that can't hurt anyone, can it? Knock, knock, sir. <laughs> You wanted to see me? Ah, Mr. Brunswick, <laughs> the hour approaches. Oh, yes, sir, it's very exciting, sir. It's a magnificent new facility you've got there. It must have cost that old girl of yours a flaming fortune. <laughs> it did, yes, it did. Flaming fortune, yes. <laughs> Which is why I, uh, <coughs> yeah, <clears throat> bitter laufen ausfallen. Yes, sir. <laughs> I uh, I can't remember whether I've, uh, I've shown you this highly interesting feature of the school. Oh, oh no, sir. It, oh, it, it appears to be a tunnel, sir. Well done. <laughs> yes, yes, a tunnel. Would you catch you? Oh, 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 good, good, good. Straight ahead. Uh, tread carefully, that's right. Um, it's, a, it's a bit dark. Feel along the wall, that's right. There's a whole system of smugglers' tunnels down here, you see. Ooh. The girls use them all the time, of course. Some of them come out under the cliffs, others in bank vaults, at the race course, in CD railway taverns and so forth. Right. So, how are you enjoying the school so far? Well, it's been a bit hard work, sir. The girls already have such fixed ideas about what they want to be. But I think I finally got Daphne in the upper third to give up her ambition to be a professional assassin, sir. That's an enormous achievement, Mr. Brunswick. What does she want to know? She'd like to be a dictator, sir. She's got her eye on a quite suitable small Caribbean island. We've been monitoring its political upheavals by means of that ticker tape machine installed in the new science lab. No problem. <laughs> oh, now, if you'll be so kind as to go down that ladder. Oh, th this ladder, sir? That's right. Down here. That's right. Ooh. It's a bit dark, sir. Well, it, it, it's very interesting. This was probably the, the first of the smugglers' tunnels to the sea. 18th century. Oh. Uh, can, can you hear the waves in the distance? Oh, oh yes, sir. Mm. Oh, it's, it's very smelly, sir. And incredibly dark. <laughs> Uh, are you coming down yourself, or shall I come back up now? Oh, uh, neither. Oh, <laughs> I nearly forgot. <laughs> well, what are you doing? The ladder. Yeah, well, I'll come back to you later, Sergeant. Have no fear. Oh, maybe calling you Sergeant, do you like Sergeant? Oh, flaming it! Don't be alarmed when the sea comes in. What? As Plato observes. It always goes out again, oh. leaving the world in some way changed forever. No! Yes, 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 never drive where you may leave. Oh, and uh, don't you concern yourself about the fate of Mrs. Vine, Sergeant. Mrs. Vine? I, I don't know whether you notice this, but between you and me, 
that laid by his rather wishy. I sometimes ask myself whether it has something to do with the irresponsible way she was educated. Oh. 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 Well, you can imagine how I felt. I felt helpless. And then I felt angry. And then I felt helpless again. And then I thought, I'll never know who that criminal mastermind is now. And I thought, I love you, Adelaide Vine. Run, run, Adderdearest. Don't let them catch you. And as the waters rose, I remembered a little dog I had when I was a nipper. Joey, his name was. Little Joey. And then I suppose I just waited. Helplessly. While events unfolded inexorably in the school above. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, bravo, Palmyra, bravo. That did go well, didn't oh, it? It was masterly, oh. my dear. Have <sighs> oh, you noticed um, anything different about the place? Oh, yes, a door. <laughs> I had it put on in your honour. Oh. It was mainly, however, so that no one would notice our guest here before you'd had a chance to talk to her. Hello, Monty. Hello, Fitz. Hang on, I was Fitz. Well, either way, on your instructions, we removed the undercover police sergeant to a place of not exactly safety, but uh, to a place anyway. It's very wicked of you, Adelaide, to invite a policeman to the school. I fear the girls are going to miss you very much. Mm. Now, if you had any ideas for escape, my dear, I think you should revise them. Mm, the bigger they come, the harder they fall. Mm-hmm. Remind me, Squeaky, Goethe, Schiller... Edward G. Robinson in Little Caesar, 1931. The girls watch it every Saturday night, and for some reason it has subtitles in German. Who can this be? <clears throat> you see, this is the disadvantage of having a door. Phyllis! Squeaky, nice door. I'm afraid this is a rather inconvenient moment, Phyllis. As you see, I have... Auntie Pam! Phyllis! I thought you must have gone, Auntie. The girls adored your speech. Oh, I bet they did. Oh, hello, Ada. You look a bit sick. Oh, don't worry about me, Phyllis. Don't worry about her, dear. But listen, Squeaky, I need to tell you something. The thing is, this morning, my new young man called the school and asked for me. He said he needed to see me urgently, you see, and he had to get inside the school without anyone knowing. So... I told him to use that tunnel that comes out behind the lavatories on the Undercliff Walk. The high and dry one, obviously. Not the one with the cavern that fills up with seawater at high tide. And the point of all this fascinating subterranean detail is... I think... I'm so sorry, Squeaky. Hmm? But I think he's a copper. What? What? Oh, not another one. I met him a couple of days ago at the pictures, Squeaky. And he was so sweet, I just didn't guess. He was rioting like anything when we met. How was I to know he was a rotten bogey? I thought he was a bona fide juvenile delinquent. Rock around the clock. Anyway, so when I asked the operator where the call had come from, and she said it was Brighton Police Station, I thought I'd better come and tell you. He's a copper, auntie. And the worst of it is... What? His name's Twitten. Oh, where did Mrs. Vine go? (gasps) Oh, she won't get far without a torch, Palmyra. Have we got a torch? Um, oh, I thought not. Oh, Hinge, come on! Twenty-two degrees north. Let's see. 
Gosh, I'm glad I brought this torch. It would have been jolly difficult without. Well, if this map is correct and the compass is accurate, I'm getting pretty close. Oh my goodness, it's the sergeant. Sir! Sir, can you hear me? I'm here, sir! I don't mind you, but I can't see you. I can't let it get away, Hinge. Not this time. Hinge. Hinge, where are you? What's that? Hinge. I've got a gun, Monty. Where did she go? Where did she go? Where are they? Who's that with the torch? Mrs. Foy. Constable? Mrs. Foy, what are you doing here? I've been working at the school. Hold on, you know Mrs. Groins too. Oh, you're not going to tell me the enormous news that she's a criminal mastermind, formerly known as Palmyra Fitzherbert. Mm, yes. <sighs> Waste of time, I'm afraid. I keep trying to tell people, but no one believes me. I'm coming, sir! Where's Sergeant Wandsworth? I can take you to him, Constable, but on one condition, that you give me that torch. So that you can get away, I suppose? Yes. Oh, you're so evil, Mrs. Vine. I promise I'll never come out of the cover again! All right. Good. I don't suppose you have a rope ladder with you? All I can properly remember is the moment Twitten let that ladder down into the water. We're here, sir! We're both, sir! I had a brief glimpse of Adelaide Vine. Don't forget me, Sergeant. Oh. What a very promising street urchin you turned out to be. Adelaide. And the next thing I knew, I was in an ambulance with Twitten and Mrs Groins. Although what she was doing in that evil school, I'm sure I don't know. I was in the hospital for a whole fortnight. What are we saying basically, Brunswick? The inspector came to see me. I would lie there saying, really, I'm very good, sir, but actually what I was doing, well, I was thinking about Adelaide and working everything out. You see, there never was an old girl villainess, was there? Adelaide made it all up just to get me to the school. What a genius! Then when Hinge found out I was a policeman and tried to shut me up, well, she saved me. My pointless and nearly fatal undercover operation actually all makes sense if you look at it like that. But do you know what was really lovely? In the next couple of weeks I got two dozen get well soon cards from the girls, including one all the way from the island of Santa Veronica. It was from Daphne in the upper third inviting me any time I like to come and stay with her and offering armed guards and everything. So, a little bit of good did come out of it after all. In episode four of The Casebook of Inspector Steen by Lynn Truss, Brunswick was played by John Ram, Twitten, Matt Green, Mrs. Groin, Samantha Spiro, Inspector Steen, Michael Fenton Stevens, Hinge, Nicholas Leprevo, Adelaide, Janet Ellis, Phyllis, Michelle Tate, and female panellist, Sophie Dearlove. 
Music was by Anthony May. The producer was Karen Rose. The Uses of Literacy was a sweet talk production for BBC Radio 4. And coming up next week... Upper-class people use different words for things, that's all. What's wrong with calling a serviette a flaming serviette?